layoff. Like the Freudian of. psychological thing. The other one's just weird. Yeah, I never understood that. Yeah, I don't either. And like also too, like uh, <laughs> what was he? His one of his theories was like uh, he's uh, the the son's has penis envy of the father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to take that when I was in. Um, I think it was like my sophomore year of high school. What a mind fuck. Yeah, I think that's around the same time I took it. Really? Like, I thought it was more college age for most people. Oh, I it, didn't even pretend to fuck with psych in college. I was like, this sounds hard. Interesting, but hard. You know? I think that's a good... We can get moving. Yeah. So nice being with a comedian, because um, I don't need to do any warm-up. Normally, it's like so much time getting people comfortable, because, like I said, you're a, one of the first comedians I've had on the show. I lied to you. I thought you were going to be the first, but then I forgot that I had already booked uh, Logan. Well, actually, I got to go. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I booked Logan Rashaw, that ginger bastard. Damn it. He did well, a good I'm job, I'm the first though. female comedian. Yes. I will take those accolades. Yeah, you're definitely the first female. Yes. Yeah, Mary Santora wasn't available, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly, if I'm the backup to Mary Santora at this point in my Cleveland comedy career, I will take it. That is oh, an yeah. honor. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. I think we're all the backup. Just like behind Mary. Bill and Mary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the Bill's disciples of the Cleveland comedy scene. <laughs> yeah. Bill's not available and Mary's not available. Who else is yeah. out there? <laughs> Give me another girl and a guy. Let's go. Yeah. So that's that's our goal right now is to make us the uh the Bill and Mary of podcasting. I think we're gonna accomplish future. that right now. Of the future. All right. Let's uh, go. Welcome to Not Weird, Just Homeschooled. I'm your guest, Jeremy Demery. Uh, today we have a very, very uh, funny guest, uh, a fellow comedian friend of mine, Molly Fratz. Welcome, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. Honored to be here. Those, <laughs> I, I haven't figured out a way to naturally start a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, my laugh is very loud. No, it's so fine. It's apologies fine. to everyone involved right now. It's Aaron's problem now. Yeah. Oh, we got a. This is a new thing. We've got a. We've got a producer, Aaron, uh, helping us out on the ones and twos back there. It's normally me, the one who's back there, but uh, I get to run. I get to run my own little ship over here today. Yeah. It's nice. I never get. I never get that. And I get to. We get to see him switch between cameras, which oh. is a new thing for this podcast. So you're getting like the fucking star treatment here. I truly feel special, and I will say, for those who haven't met Aaron, he is not weird nor homeschooled, no. so he does not fit the mold, to but very, he's doing great so far. <laughs> to my disappointment, really. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this will be cool to have him by, because he's also a homeschooled kid. Yeah, he gets and it. I, now you're not allowed to chime in on this podcast, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> you're just cool public school trash, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like me. Yeah. Oh no. So where did, where did you... So we, how long have we been doing comedy together? In the last two years, something like that? Yeah, I've been doing comedy in the Cleveland scene for two years, and then I did uh, about two years in D.C. before I moved back here. Okay. So where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Ohio? I did. I grew up in Paynesville, Ohio. Where the fuck is Paynesville? Um, this is literally my uh, pain to bear every time I say where I'm from, <laughs> but I'm like, Paynesville, you know, near Menor. Oh, I know where Menor is. Yep, exactly. Uh, so it's a small suburb. That's where Not all a the lot hot going people on. Are. Yeah, we <laughs> go to Menor for things, and we go to Chardon for maple syrup. Like we're just kind of in the middle of it all, you know. Chardon. I don't even know where Chardon is either. Oh, Chardon's past Painesville. Oh, crazy! They have a maple festival every year. Would see, recommend. I, I go past all that. I'm like, oh, I'm in PA now. Yeah. 
So basically, between Manor to PA is some. I'm somewhere in there. You know. So just like so, you grew up in Painesville. What was Painesville like? What was that town like? Was it rural or was it like more like your stereotypical suburb or? It's a, a little more suburb than your stereotypical suburb. Like, we had a cute little downtown square that has, like, you know, the circle with the gazebo in it that everyone took prom pictures at. But there wasn't a lot more going on in Painesville. And what's interesting is I grew up in Painesville Township. I went, went to Painesville Township schools. There's a Painesville City, too. Uh, and there's a Painesville City schools. So I went to Riverside. The Painesville City kids went to Harvard. Uh, Harvey. Harvey. Not Harvard. They did not go to Harvard. It's, it's kind of like... um. Uh, it's kind of like Parma and Parma Heights, yeah. which is where I grew up. I, well, I grew up from like uh, from when I was like one till I was like twelve in Parma, and then when <laughs> I was twelve, we moved to the Parma Heights. But I didn't is go Parma to Parma Heights, the like slightly nicer one. Yeah, it's a little yeah. nicer. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like I, I, but I never got involved with any of the schooling system, so I didn't really have to deal with like. A lot of the bullshit. You're like these was... artificial barriers that were laid out by government officials mean nothing to me. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Parma's Parma. So, uh, did you? So, what, what were you like in in high school? Like, were you like the nerd jock? Pick um, one, for God's sakes, pick one. <laughs> honestly, I was probably equally nerd and jock for most of my bless your like, heart high school career. Uh, I played soccer. I was on the varsity team solely because we only split the boys and girls up my freshman year. So I got on the varsity team my freshman year because there was just enough of us to make a team. You and your uh, loopholes. You're all about them, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But I blew out my ACLs many a times and ended up being like banned by my orthopedic surgeon from soccer <laughs> by grade 11. You've been banished. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so soccer, and then I was in all the, like, nerdy honors and AP classes, so I really didn't fit into any box, but I wanted to fit into every box. Everybody says, like, oh, no, I hung out with everybody. I hung out with every social group, the jocks, the punks, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. You had <laughs> one friend from one each little yeah. group or su- or a friend of a friend who was That's in that exactly subgroup. That's exactly it. One group, one person that connected you to X group doesn't mean you're in a group. No, it doesn't mean they, they no. give a shit about you. If they were to be like, oh, did you know Molly from blah, blah, blah? They'd be like, no, I didn't know who the fuck that person was. And they're like, oh, I thought she said she was a part of the punk rock group. Well, I never said that. Well, I mean, that's why I'm proud of you for showing some yeah. fucking spine, and more people <laughs> should take note of that. If it's you're a, a part of a social group, just be proud you're part of that social group. You don't need to be liked by everybody. Yeah, I almost wish I put myself in a box a little bit more because I think I spent too much time trying to be a little bit of something to everybody, and because of that, I was, you know, like nothing to nobody. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to. Then you're a lot more homeschooled than you think. Yeah, my childhood best friend, who we parted ways uh, due to. Sweet baby Jesus, uh, in the later years. But oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they she was were homeschooled. This is a really strange way to word that. <laughs> because of sweet baby Jesus. Well, you know, if that you Christ tell figure me got that in the way of that sweet child was gonna burn me in hell every time we got together, I probably wouldn't have had as much issue. Okay, with we her. all have a sorted past. <laughs> we all have a sorted past. So this, so your childhood friend and you split apart because they're religious and you're a heathen. Yeah. What like what kind of Christian are they? Uh Baptist? Ooh. Yeah. The normal kind. 
Yeah. Gross. The, no- <laughs> the normal kind. I it just I used to go to youth group with her because so, so my dad was Catholic and my mom was Protestant. And instead of compromising on how to raise us, raise us yeah, in the church, if there's anything we know about marriage, it's nothing to do with compromise. I'm exactly. sorry, I'm stepping all over you. No, 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 you're good. Uh, so they couldn't figure out what to do, so they just um, didn't do religion with us, other than baptizing us, so our grandparents would love us. And then I got jealous because everyone was going to youth group or going through the communion courses, and I'm like, I want to hang out with these kids too. God, you were nerdy. So yeah, I, I got clung. jealous because everyone was going to youth group. I did. Is a I statement did. no one has ever said. No, Coming it's embarrassing. From a guy who actually did go to youth group. Trust me, you got you saved yourself from watching a lot of weird <laughs> shit happening. Because like. Cover your ears, Aaron. I'm just kidding. Uh, so when I was growing up and like having to go to like youth group and stuff like that, I was kind of a stoner. So like to go there high and watch these people like speak in tongues, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, everyone knows I'm high right now. What church? And did they're you go speaking to? to me in straight up gibberish as like a way to like demean me. So I'd like be irritated, be like, what the fuck are these people's problems? You're like, like, I don't know what you're saying, but I know it's mean to me. (laughs) I know I'm being insulted somehow. I just don't have the social skills to know how it's happening. Words have power (laughs) and they hurt. (laughs) But there was kind of the nice thing, too, of being homeschooled is like, if you ever feel like you were kind of like peer pressured in any way, you'd be like, fuck it. I'm just going to go home. I don't have to deal with these kids on Monday. Fuck them. Yeah. But like I had the opportunity to be like, fuck school. I'm going to go home. Really? Like, How you so? Could, you could never, like, leave school. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I wasn't a bad kid. I was actually, like, very nerdy and, you know, like, never skipped school or anything. But still, like, I got to leave school at the end of the day. You didn't have that. You left school. That meant you, I don't know, what walked do you from I your kitchen table to, to the house? bedroom. What do, you, yeah, what do you think that was happening in this household? I was Like, you didn't have the sanctuary of home that was unique from, like, I feel it this way as a work-from-home adult now. Like, oh, it's hard for me saying. to really leave work because work is at my home. I see what you're saying. And I just uh, feel like that'd be a struggle as a homeschool kid. No, I'm just dumb enough to be able to com- compartmentalize. Like, oh, that schoolwork school goes in that drawer, and then I don't think about it because why would you want to think about schoolwork? Okay, honestly, you could write a book about that, and you'd probably change the world. <laughs> How to be a dumbass. How to compartmentalize yeah, the in the most program. simple way. <laughs> it's got to be 12 steps. Right? Actually, 10. I think it's two. I think it's open the drawer, shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> Forget. That's the third yeah. step. Oh, it's, three. It's, really, it's, three. it's really implied, though. Maybe a fourth of walk away. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever you feel like doing. Or you just stand there. That's... I just think 12 is too many. Don't overcomplicate yeah. it. <laughs> I, I'm already getting exhausted by having to run these people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> so your friend and you, and you got... You got I don't know how I'm, I don't know why I'm saying it this way, but like, so you didn't have the joys of going to youth group. Uh, like how, why, what would make you jealous about people going to youth group? Well, like what a part, what, what were you thinking you were missing out on? Oh, I'm just a, a definition FOMO kid. Mm. Uh, I'm so glad, you know, in the past five years, we've really put a name to my disease. Uh, it makes me feel a little more comfortable speaking about it. But no, like, um, especially there was identify. a lot of like Catholic kids around me and they were all going oh. through those communion courses and also getting a shit ton of money when they go. And I was like, why am I not getting money and hanging out with people? And they would talk about their friends. So I just, I guess, wanted more friends. It's as simple as that. You had a school full of people you could connect with. Yeah, but I never fit in any box. Oh, my God. It's so hard. See what I mean? So hard. See what I mean? 
Yeah, always eventually they go to that. You know, I just didn't really fit in that box. <laughs> Bullshit. You just like you just re- refuse to be like, oh, I'm just a part. Except the fact that you're part of a group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did feel a part of the soccer community, and unfortunately, I felt a part of the honors community because that was like <laughs> nerd central. I actually participated in academic decathlon Ugh. back in the good old days. Gross. So that was probably the most like in a community. And what I were your friendships with. like in the for the were you friends with any of those kids who were in that, like uh, academic? I can't even say the word. Deca- academic decathlon. decathlon. There were ten events. See, this is the homeschooling yeah. coming out of me. I can't even say that word. You know, there were homeschoolers that got busted at academic decathlon, so that's not an excuse. Really? Yeah. What? We competed at Mount Vernon College. There was homeschoolers involved. Yeah, those are part was... of the toughest kids to go against because oh they had God, nothing yeah. but time to learn the shit. I know, but where I crushed them was there was an interview section and there was a public speaking section, and I didn't care about studying for the test, so I just filled in like B's the whole way, um, which probably tanked their team score. But then I put all my time and effort into the social stuff, and I got I got some silver and gold medals in the interview and public. So speaking you had home, you had homeschooling team members. No, 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 like competitors. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense because they, they probably tank the whole. Yeah, it's like, why even try? Like, <laughs> They're like, oh, you got to speak in public. Yeah, like this kid's name's like Google Smith. Like he's going to win, you know? You, you know what's funny growing up too? Like for me, I was horrified by having to do any kind of like public speaking or anything, oh. which is funny that as, as I got older, I kind of broke out of that. And obviously now like it's really all I do, but. Yeah, I was horrified by, like, speaking in public. I mean, that makes sense. I was definitely that person who was, like, if I had to do some sort of speech or, like, recite something, I would, like, read it, rewrite it, and then, like, say it as I'm rewriting it so it can just get it ingrained into my brain enough where I can actually, like, perform the words, essentially. That probably set you up for success as a stand-up comic because one of the things I learned in my first classes is write your set out like five times by hand and you'll have it memorized. It's childhood trauma. It actually oh, set okay. me back. <laughs> <laughs> your childhood trauma was my key to memorizing my first success or first set. <laughs> I, my first, my very first set in stand-up, I wrote out. You know, I did. I pretty much did that same thing. Yeah. But like, it was traumatic. And now, like, now that I, I feel like I'm comfortable enough to like. I just riff. I don't even write. I hardly write anything anymore. Is it because of the trauma or because you feel confident in your comedy? Trauma. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like when you go to write something out, does your hand shake and you're like, hold it together, yeah. Jeremy? <laughs> I can hear my demons. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole room rumbles and I'm like, why is this This happening? is a B minus at best. Yeah, Try throw, better. <laughs> I throw a pencil across the room. I'm like, fuck you, mom. You're like, where's the drawer? I put everything away in and walk away. <laughs> That drawer does exist in my home. I, I, you better believe it. And then, you know what's funny? And it's in the same, it's pretty much the same containers as I had when I was a kid. It was, you know those little plastic drawers? Oh, yeah. I have those, and I still have them to this day. Do you have um, a space in your own home, outside of your childhood home, where you have a trauma drawer that you walk away no, from? No, my things? parents don't live in my childhood home anymore, which I'm... Oh, so the drawer moved to the new home. So I took it with me when oh, I moved you took out. It with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm cheap and very I'm not I, I can't even say I'm poor anymore. Like I'm just very cheap and refuse to buy another like plastic <laughs> drawer. Like, it's got memories connected to it. <laughs> it's still got like the CCS sticker. They're like $18 at Target for a three like drawer stack. $18 of a lifetime of memories, really, for yeah. me. <laughs> 
money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> Memories that you want to box away to be Yes, yeah. yeah. That's where I hold my childhood traumas. Yeah. And that <laughs> Should we give someone those four the drawers. drawer, what comes out of the drawer? <laughs> yeah, that's because it's an old drawer and you need to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah, because they're from the 90s. That's why. Yeah. We didn't 90s. have those like soft clothes drawers. Yeah, they're Clinton era drawers, uh. as I like to call them. <laughs> They just have a little white stuff on them and no one knows why. <laughs> yeah, they call that lubricant. Yes. Oh, God, that got weird. <laughs> uh, where were we? Childhood trauma. <laughs> you lost your friend. You don't like church people. Uh, I will, so, yeah, what were your relationships like with all these nerds and, like, the decathlon bullshit? Do you yeah, have I, friends with them? I did. I I was friends with them. I mean, they were basically all the other honor students. I will say I am still in touch with the coach of the academic decathlon team, who was also my algebra coach in high school. She actually visited DC uh, and reached out to me, and we got coffee. And she like came to my mom's funeral. Like she's wonderful. Shout out to Mrs. Lauer. She wanted confirmation that old bitch died. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm she, your mom now. Yeah, she put me through hell during those years. <laughs> She's trying to release some sort of trauma of her own. You know how those teachers can be. They've been yeah. big, big assholes. That's why I'm thankful I didn't have too many of them. Yeah, I once uh, punched a teacher in the face once. No way. On accident, though. Oh, now it's not as cool. I know. But do you remember when kids would do the, like, Walmart, Kmart, Target, and you'd make a W with your hand, a K with your hand, and then you'd hit the person in the head for the Target? What's the age difference between you and I? Uh, I'm 34. I'm 37. Okay, I don't so remember. Not significant. No, I don't remember that at all. You why you say said that like as if it was some sort of normal thing. You know, everyone was doing. <laughs> anyway, me and my friends were doing it in seventh grade. Name brands. <laughs> I, I shopped at Kmart. I wasn't a name brand girl. Oh man. Kmart and Kohl's for life. But uh, one of the teachers came up and said, "Wouldn't it be funny if you did that to another teacher?" And he was clearly joking, but I'm a dumbass and seek approval from strangers regularly. That's why I do stand-up comedy. And I ran up to him and in motion and running went Walmart, Kmart, and Target and did like a running punch at his head. So needless to say, he passed all those classes. Needless to say, he lectured his entire slate of afternoon classes about how it was inappropriate to ever touch a teacher. So I am the original Me Too on the female side. Yeah. <laughs> that or like you, uh, you're like if you speak up, you get it again, asshole. I'm like, yeah. Target. You don't say shit to nobody. I will target a different target. <laughs> that's right. Talk with me anymore. So what is the game all about? I don't get this game. Oh, it's not. It's that's literally all it is. You're just like Walmart, Walmart, Target, and you punch someone in the head. It's like a you know a fresh take on the hand clap games without needing a friend to do it with you. See, my friends were the my friends. That I did have, like, we were dumbasses. Like, we were like, uh, we'd play the dick game or the penis game, game where you can oh, see you how loud, yeah. That Classic. that's that was our like idea of like, okay, we were like, we're doing something cool here. He's so edgy. I know, right? Yeah. I'm saying an anatomically correct term out loud. I know, a medical <laughs> term, if you will. Oh, I should be in a doctor's office. Yeah, ironically, none of us became doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Not ironically, that tracks. That would be funny if one of us did become a urologist. Yeah. The kid who screamed it the loudest. I'd love to see like a like a correlation chart between the people who played the penis game and who became any sort of medical person. Most of those penis people are in, in, in incarceration, most of them. 
Yeah, I think they're incarcerated or they're like weirdly CMOs. Yeah, that with like BDSM issues. <laughs> yeah, they got kinks, you know yeah. what I mean? And they're willing to yeah. they're, they're they're willing to explore them. They're like, I like to yell and I like it to get slapped by a target, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's really probably what happened to that teacher. <laughs> You ruined him. He's like, oh, this That's is a thing a, for me I now. I think I might have accidentally turned him on because he made it a much bigger deal than it needed to be. Yeah, you know? that is quite a, that's a lot for like a pretty isolated incident. Yeah, that another teacher told me to do, which is how I got the uh, expansion, or not expansion, suspension reversed. You, so wait, another teacher told you? It wasn't even another kid? Uh, yeah, he was like, it would be funny if you did that to him. He said it as a joke. I don't take anything as a joke. Slash, if it's a joke, it's a challenge. No, that teacher it. threw you under the bus. Yeah. Well, my mom called the school the next day and was like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, we got re- and then me and the other teacher were on bad terms. <laughs> and I was like, all I do is get along with teachers. This is really uncomfortable Yeah, who me. are the, do- the adults in the room? Exactly. The teachers. Thank so you. So they're to blame. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hold that against um, uh a minor? Yeah. For what? For what? I don't know why I'm getting defensive for you, but thank you. I, I appreciate that you have my back. You know, so many I, years later. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I. You ever feel like uh, we would? Would you end up going to college for again? Uh, I went for political science and philosophy with a minor in comms. Okay. Just really leaned into that nerd angle. Did you ever feel like you would have you would have made a good lawyer? I do, um, until I, I was actually thinking about that for a while, but then I realized I never wanted to go to school again after I got my bachelor's. Mm. So I real quick tweaked my job pass to eliminate any sort of graduate school. I feel like I really miss my calling as a lawyer. I could really argue I, a point. I honestly think a lot of comics, the ones that stick with it and get good at it, have serious lawyer potential. Yeah, but then they're also lazy. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly it. But uh, I guess that's where uh, like I'm like, I have to do, I'm have to do what <laughs> for how long? I got to study. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And the market's not great. Ugh. No, thank you. And then I'd be out. That's that, that's just yeah. be like I just want to argue to somebody. That's all I want to do is argue. Yeah. Even if I don't even believe what I'm talking about, did there's nothing ever, greater than arguing a point you don't believe in. You ever do that? I do it all the time. I, oh my yeah, you're in politics. Term at work, <laughs> I, I supervise a couple of people. We were just doing a book discussion today, and I was like, just to play devil's advocate, I do that all the time because I just want to like, I hate when everyone agrees. I'm like, let's think about this more. Yeah, I love. There's nothing better than playing devil's advocate. It's the best. Or watching people get mad over th- something you don't even believe in what you're saying. That's the best. Yeah. Or like just having the attitude in. of like, I may not be right in this situation, but I'm most certainly not wrong. Yes. That is the best spot to like, that is the best place to land on. It's like, I don't think this person's right, but th- th- I don't know enough about it to say that they're wrong. So I guess I'm going to have to accept it for what it is. And then <laughs> I think they go home and kill themselves. I think that's what they end up yeah, doing. Yeah, that's how that story ends, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, they go yeah. home and they kill themselves. That's where the real justice happens. And they write a note, and they're like, you should have put me in your trauma drawer. (laughs) And I did. I write their name down, and I throw it in there. And I was like, that's where you now live forever. It's like your voodoo doll. How do you know about the voodoo doll? Did I tell you about a voodoo doll? No. I made that up. I don't have one. I'm perceptive. (laughs) Uh, I went to school, so I picked up on human body language. Yeah, you went to psychological uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Psychological? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> you went to jail. <laughs> you yeah. went to kid jail that is legally excited about. You said you uh, minored in psych- psychology, right? 
No, I ditched psych. I thought I'd be interested in psych, but it sounded hard. I minored in communications. Oh, the coward way out. Yeah. I don't want to be so combative. So, you, so when you got to college, what was that like? Did you end up going like out of state for college, or did you go somewhere around here? Or? No, I went somewhere around here. I will say um, I was down to Ohio State and Ashland University. Ashland, if you're not familiar, is a small school in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an ex who right went right by to, Amish country. I have an ex who went to Ashland. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> it's a weird bunch. Uh, Grandpa's Cheese Barn is the exit, though. So it's that also, was nice. Yeah, that was a nice perk. Yeah, my parents were always very excited to come down because they're like, "We'll stop at Grandpa's Cheese Barn." Uh, but it's a small school in the middle of nowhere. There's hitching posts at all the gas stations there because all the like Amish and Mennonites come up. Uh, and it was a school founded by the Brethren Church, and 51% of the board is Brethren, but it's not explicitly a Brethren college. It was very is that the great. one you ended up going That's to? That's the one I ended up going to. Damn. Because it was a better academic program. <laughs> but my dad was, like, pissed at me, I think for months, because I didn't go to Ohio State because we could have gotten tickets to the games at the student Oh, rate. right, yeah. Yeah, he was salty. Yeah, he should be. You, yeah, you no, I'm out of myself, yeah. <laughs> well, that or, like, you either... You, you know, he may have missed out on games, but he also missed out on having to spend a fuck ton of money to go to that college. Uh, no, we spent way same... more in Ashland. What? Ashland, like, figured their shit out, like, two or three years after I graduated. They were charging so much money. But, like, I luckily got a lot of scholarships as I'm going to pay. But it was, like, $37,000 a semester when oh I went there. Oh, God. Holy shit. Yeah, I did not pay that for the record. I am not rich. Painesville Township is not a wealthy suburb. <laughs> yeah, we, can... we were solidly middle class, if anything. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, solidly, solidly middle class seems like a like a pretty good album. Yeah, actually, maybe that'll be my first uh, comedy like title. Solidly middle class. Solidly middle class. All right. I do talk a lot about ranch. That's true. You do talk about ranch. I love ranch. So what? Yeah. So so you went to college for uh, political science and minored in. What was it again? Yeah, I double majored in political science and philosophy and minored in communications. Got it. So then what what at one point did you start doing stand-up? Oh, not until I got to DC, actually. So I moved to DC um about a week and a half after I graduated college. I had interned out there the year before, had a job lined up. Uh I always wanted to do comedy, like even since I probably was in like seventh or eighth grade, wanted to be a comic. Never really got the balls or the motivation to do it. Uh, And then my mom passed away about six years ago now. And I was like, shit, life is short. I know, like, cliche, cliche, cliche. But that was my cliche. Uh, And I finally, like, stepped it up and took a class in D.C. And I've been doing it ever since. That's cool. You took a class for stand-up? I I actually took two. You know what's funny? I find that the people who've actually taken classes for stand-up are the people who actually, like... (laughs) They, they quickly become good at stand-up, whereas somebody like myself who, like, who didn't take any classes is, like, slugging it out <laughs> and having to figure it out on the fly and just being, like, an idiot in front of, and publicly thinking, like, oh, no, this is, this is, like, this is how I keep my integrity, like, an idiot. Like, you could just make it easier on myself. But it it's really like, could. But then I heard that the day one is just taking the microphone out of the mic stand and then placing the mic stand behind you. I will say we did focus on that in one of my classes. <laughs> I heard that was day one of the classes. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> like, yeah. That would make me so angry. Just like, yeah, I mean, you're probably too advanced 
to go back and do it now, but it probably could have helped you earlier on. Oh, most certainly. Yeah. You've never seen, you didn't see the earlier days of me doing stand up. Thank God. Yeah. Because now's, now's a hit or miss. Honestly. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 that's great. I'll take a hit or miss. Uh, where before it was just miss after miss, <laughs> it was only misses up until like two years ago. I will say the only thing with the classes is there is some like, science and formulas behind comedy obviously it's deeply personal and you need to find your voice and figure out what works and what resonates and what's true to you and all that good stuff that we all talk about but like there is some sort of like psychology behind why people laugh and how to create a proper like setup punchline and that's where i think the value of the classes are helpful if you don't know that stuff but if you're past that point i don't know how worth it it is to do any of those types of workshops that i think i was kind of I kind of had a pretty good idea of how to write a joke, even, like I guess structurally saying. Yeah. I never wrote any good jokes the earlier times of me doing stand-up, but, like, I knew how to write a joke. You know yeah. what I mean? So I didn't, I, I didn't say anything funny, but I definitely had the structure already built in just from, you know, as a kid, just being such a huge fan of comedy. So I think, it, like, you know, you emulate like the style of whoever because you you think that's how it's supposed to go or that's how comedy is and then you realize like oh no I got to find what's works for me later down the road but I think I think I would have landed on that quicker if I had taken a class yeah. but you know neither here nor there but like I, I do find that a lot of like Tanea is a good example of like she's a great comic and like I think because she took classes she quickly became a good comic yeah. Much faster than I did, for sure. I mean, it can springboard you, for sure. I mean, you probably know. It all comes down to how much time you're willing to put into it, because comedy is a, a grind game. You yeah, stick with for it, sure. you can usually get there. might take longer for some people, but you got to stick with it. Who was your, like, inspirations in comedy? Like, who who's the person, like... It, I always harp back to this, that, like, comics are such, like... We, we have the most amount of hubris, because we watch somebody who spent years curating this material night after night, rewriting and writing and getting up and then doing it in front of hundreds of people, which is hard enough as it is, getting everybody to laugh, crushes the special, release it. We watch it and we go, I can do that. Yeah. That's the it's b- easy, right? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I can do that. <laughs> you just get up there and talk about your life, right? I also, too, I don't think his comedy has anything to do with truth. I hate, I, I don't know, hate's a strong word. I don't like it when people say, oh, I get up there and I got to tell my story. It's like, you don't have to do that. There's really no rules to this. Like, this is the Wild West. Like, you could, like, like I just released a bird there. <laughs> That's the reality of comedy. Like, Are you thinking of mimes or comics? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Miming is comedy. How is it not? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I mean, we're jumping to that. I'm like, yeah, I want to wear corpse paint and I want an excuse to do it. So, so, like, yeah, I don't like the fact that, like, people think that in comedy you have to speak your truth or what's true to you. Like, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. So, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally feel like the best jokes tend to at least come from a personal place. Like, it's hard to just make up a funny joke. Uh, maybe, maybe, I wholeheartedly uh, disagree no, with no, you. No, okay, so let me rephrase it. I feel like it's hard to make up like a, a longer length bit that is just made up. 
I, I have found wholeheartedly disagree that with the you. best bits tend to have at least a be sparked from real life or be sparked from something personal. I started working on a bit. I don't think it's an absolute truth for the record. I'm not putting that statement. Okay, down. well that's good. You shouldn't <laughs> because <laughs> I'm about to annihilate this. I know pro- it's not an absolute point. truth. I'm just saying I personally think that those are the stronger. Because I started working typically. on a bit that literally, like, all I wanted to do was say tiddly bits, downtown Des Moines, Iowa. And like one other thing, there was like one other phrase I thought was funny, and I literally wrote a joke all around those three words, <laughs> like a story from start to finish with punchlines and everything. But the, all I knew is, oh, uh, Gary's wig emporium. I wanted to say those three phrases. That's it. That's <laughs> all I had for the joke. Is fascinating. And that's all I had for the joke. I had these three <laughs> phrases that I knew I wanted to hit, and I went like I did a full story at All Saints. I probably get, did a good like five minute chunk of that just bit alone. Did it work? It crushed. I haven't gotten any return value on that joke since right. then. All that right. was my first time doing it, but I was like, oh, I got something here. I'll put you in the exception bucket. Tiddlywinks is just a fun word to say. Tiddlywinks is a great word. God, I love tiddlywinks. It makes me think of that. What was that Teletubby? There was a tiddly tubby, right? I have no idea. I was too old for that. What are you doing watching? I babysat. Oh, right. It's not as weird as it sounds. (laughs) Sure. This is why I hate children now, because I taught children's gymnastics in high school, and I babysat, and then I was like, I'm done with infants. You've had enough experience (laughs) with children. I was like, these kids need to evolve before I want to be around them. And then you saw that exposed belly on that purple-looking creature, and you're like, I am done here. I have a comic friend in D.C. who had this amazing bit where you just walk out and he'd be like, so is everyone gay because the Teletubbies? Have you ever resolved this issue? <laughs> and it was just such a great like one-liner opener. I need to dig into you No, know, everyone's by just to have something interesting to say about themselves. You know, I have noticed that. Like, oh, I easily 60-plus percent of comics are by. Especially, I feel like mostly white women are like, so I'm by. All of them. You know what's funny? I, I had asked one year to do the Midwestern Queer Comedy Festival, and it was really funny being asked as like a straight male to do something for diversity reasons. <laughs> but literally everybody who got up on stage because they're so used to being in a um, a space where they're kind of the minority, so they would have to say like, "So I'm gay." <laughs> so they would start off their set that same way, and eventually I was hosting one of the shows, and eventually I got up there. I was like, "We know." <laughs> You don't have to continue saying that. We know you're gay. Yeah. If anything, I'm the one who should be saying, so I'm not gay. That'd be great if every time you went up between each comic, you're like, still not gay, but thank you for your offerings. (laughs) Thanks for the poppers, bro. (laughs) Great ass. Still can appreciate it. My asshole is loose for no reason. (laughs) You should get that looked at if that's the case. Well, it's the poppers, man. We're concerned. It's the poppers. Okay. You don't know what my life's been like. <laughs> you don't know my story. You don't uh, know my truth. Anyways. I think uh, we're trying to find it out, though. I'm, that's, that's what I'm... This that's whole the ex- mission we're on. Yeah. yeah. You think my name is actually spelled this way? This is a farce, lady. God, no, I'm just I kidding. hope not. It's oh, on my birth she, certificate. Yes, amazing. <laughs> yeah, comedy's not real. Look I at his name. I want to know by the end of this... How homeschooling led to your loose asshole. <laughs> as long as we end there. I don't see how it didn't. <laughs> like, uh, 
you know, you're sheltered. You don't box. experience. <laughs> you don't see a lot of things in life, and so you don't see like bad things coming. And the next thing you know, you got a loose asshole. Well, if it's coming from behind you, it's even harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't, have, I, don't yeah. Have, I don't have eyes behind my head, lady. <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't public school with all these people that yeah. eyes behind their head or whatever. Or like friends looking out for you. Yeah, <laughs> who looked in the rear view mirror. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anybody. It was nice. Oh. I'm st- I, I I think it's I think it's helped me uh, it's helped me in certain social situations because like I don't feel like I have to tolerate peer pressure ever. I just as soon as I don't yeah. do something I don't want to do. I just honestly go home. I I am jealous of that fact for homeschoolers. I feel like they grew up without trying to fit into any sort of like clique or group or stereotype. Because we didn't have them. We just yeah. didn't I mean, exist. would you go to like YMCA swim class and then hang out with your mom's friends? Kind of. Yeah. There's some of that. There's church. Uh, and then, like, uh, you know, I, I, I would skateboard, so you'd meet kids at, like, skate parks and stuff. So that's kind of – or, like, kids in the neighborhood who also, like, had similar interests. But 95% of the time as a homeschooler, your, um, your social interactions were all, like, um, set up by your mother or your dad or like yeah. like your mom worked with somebody who had a kid who's somewhat in your age group. Uh, I do I do a bit about it now in my stand up about how like all homeschoolers friendships to begin with were like set up like Tibetan weddings. Yeah. Oh, another another phrase I wanted to say. Tibetan I, weddings? Tibetan weddings. I thought that was a funny phrase. I'm like, "Oh, I will use that in that spot." That worked. I, I don't even laugh, know if you, you like, up... called attention to it too quick for me to process. I don't even know if to, to people who get married in Tibetan are their marriages arranged. No idea. There's I no. I was gonna say it would be much easier to say like an Indian wedding. Right, but it doesn't flow like Tibetan wedding. No, Tibetan wedding sounds better. Indian wedding, and it also sounds it's all about a little the acoustics. It sounds a, yeah, and it sounds a little racist saying Indian. Uh, it weirdly does. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So they see this. If they were missed the yeah. first half of my set of me saying I'm half native, half Arab, then I'm fucked by saying anything else later on that has anything to do with race. You should see uh, me do that bit about how uh, uh, Batman's just a rich guy in blackface. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's so good. And he's, just, he's the richest guy in his neighborhood, and he's going around town beating up on everybody. <laughs> like, how is this okay with anybody? Oh, Does it make a difference that it's a mask? Isn't it a mask? Still, regardless, it's still blackface. Oh, okay. So uh, there's still black over his face, like all the like white thugs that are. I mean, even names if you look at some old vaudevillian blackface guys, they white out their lips. Oh yeah, it was so. Oh, so we're okay as long as like there's one section. What was it? The one section of his of Batman's face that isn't black is his mouth. He's so, vaudeville personified. All the problematic thank you. part of vaudeville, and yet. He's out there beating up on poor people. Wait, but if it was a ski <laughs> who are just trying to make their way across this world, sure, they might be doing some petty crimes here and there, but they don't want to get beat up by the rich guy who could literally pay them to not do crimes. You think if they made enough money, they would, or if like he was a little bit more charitable in his town, there'd be less crime. So invest in your community, Batman. Stop yeah. beating up on people. That's a really good point because incentives matter. Thank you. Yeah, I support so, this. I don't like Batman. <laughs> <laughs>
If there's anything we can take I away from this. don't have strong feelings about Batman, so I'll just come to the dark side. Is He's a, gotten away from it for too long. Thing? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm pro-Superman is what I'm trying to get at. Pro-Superman. Even though he was a little, I mean, inappropriate in the workplace with Lois Lane, but... He's wearing his underpants on the outside. That was a little bit much. I just don't like that he's like the she's all that version for the guys. You know, it's like, (laughs) oh, take off the glasses. And now he's Superman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. That is hilarious. (laughs) You should write that down. Okay. It's a good thing we're documenting this. We're we're recording this, right? Yeah. (laughs) I hope so. I don't know. Aaron, are we good back there? Yeah, we're doing great. Hell yeah. We're good. Aaron, are you having fun? Oh, I'm living. This is this is entertaining. Oh yeah. Not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, I'll, I'll take what he says at face value. I don't need to be. Uh, I don't need to be convinced of anything. Perfect. That's uh, the homeschooler in you. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Like, I, I'm. I keep harping back. I just want to know what your friendships were like with these nerds who you were like doing like decathlon debates with. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, probably out of all of them, I'm still really good friends. I'm really good friends with three people from high school out of 425 in my class. It was a pretty decent sized high school. Um, and my nerdiest friend and I, like, she went on to get a master's in English, but now she has a kid. So who really won? She's you know? the worst. I hate her. Uh, but, like, it was fun. We could nerd out together a little bit. I used to love, like, reading books and gaining knowledge and now like the second I graduated I was like I'm done I never want to open another book again I forced my team to do a book discussion with me and I was the one like reading it all the night before like shit why did I assign this to myself I hate your friend yeah she thinks she's better than us and I don't like it oh because she had somebody come inside of her I know pooped out a child yeah oh you think you're better than me anybody can be a mom and the kid doesn't suck it's like oh you had like a decent kid Yeah. yeah Is it good looking? Is it a good looking kid? Yeah, it is. And I think all kids are nasty. And I'm, Kids are gross. Like, my friends know this when I say this because they all know how I feel about kids. They're disgusting. They're gross. I think you should abort a kid up until the age of three, but that's a different discussion. Uh, <laughs> so when I, like, look a true friend in the face and I'm like, that's a good looking kid, they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much because they know I actually mean it. I'll lie to people I don't know as well, but not to my not I love lying. Friends. It's my favorite thing. That's why I was like so offended when you're like, you got to speak your truth in comedy. I was like, no, <laughs> never. Don't take away my lying. I mean, you can get too far. Like, did you see Eliza Schlesinger's new special? No. Big Eliza fan. But she like literally took minutes, which is a long time in a bit, right? Like multiple yeah. minutes to kind of get on a pedestal and talk about women's rights. And That's court. why I don't like And I'm her. like, yeah, that's like, you're all that. But I'm like, <laughs> is now the time and the place? Like, can we just go back to making jokes about rompers because it infantilizes like women's fashion? Like, that's funny. It makes a point. I'm in the back. I'm the dumbass in the back who's going like, when is she going to start talking about her tits? <laughs> Make you laugh, bitch. <laughs> talk about your oddly shaped nipples. <laughs> Does she have oddly shaped nipples? I have no nipples? idea. But she seems like she's got the personality. <laughs> she seems like someone who would be like all nipples. <laughs> you know? Just huge. I actually really no like per- her for actually, the record. Big actually, fan of no her. personality. Just all nipples with just this lady. All nipples. That's what I noticed about her. And, no personality. And when she's not on a soapbox, she's really funny. But she did get a little too much on a soapbox. For and me she was lying special. in the process? I don't, well, what was she lying? You said she was lying. I if I did, I didn't mean that. I think. Oh, I thought you were insinuating that she lied at the the last half of her special about stuff. 
Oh no, she was just like um like really preachy. No, oh, that's like she the just, worst. And it wasn't funny. Like she she can do some like women's issues that are relevant and like actually make them joke form and it works but she just straight up started like preaching at the that's audience. the thing i hated about uh chappelle's last three specials no oh, yeah I, I i hate that people even consider that a comedy special they're not comedy it's him being preachy on a fucking stage if it that he gets away with uh, my it a problem, little more my than problem Eliza. was had nothing to do with what he said or his views on LGBTQ community. My, uh, this is how much I'm a comedian. <laughs> I was offended that they called what he did comedy because what he did was not comedy. There was no, there was hardly any jokes in that fucking thing. Is it because he was speaking too much? It was truth, a public so address. Comedy for you? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, he's being very honest up there, and I don't like it. <laughs> There's no truth in comedy, and there never should be. And uh, anybody who uh, believes that there should be is a liar. Oh, wait. What about... <laughs> okay, but for real. Like, George Carlin, I think, is, like, the epitome of speaking truth to comedy, making it work, talking about relevant issues in a way that resonates. It's all written materials. Regardless, he still had to manipulate in a sense where it's no longer factually true. It, nothing in comedy has to be true. It only has to be funny. It can be true to yourself and the POV you're trying Then to you're lying across. to yourself at that point. Because <laughs> there's a, there's a bit that I have, that so my Hyatt work joke, right? The only thing that's true about that joke is that one time I went to work high on acid. That's it. It's the only truthful part of that joke. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, factually true every single thing. I'm saying, like, he was trying to put ideas out there that he believed. Like, he believed the war was bad and we should not do the draft. And I think that women big... have rights. And he structured jokes to advance his personal worldview. And that was his truth. But not that he's also the man true. who said, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you. That's also his truth. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's all bullshit at the end of the day. So if there is, if it's all bullshit, that, that means there is no truth. Or see, you're the kind of person who would like want to, who really wants to defend Christianity as being like, no, there's some sort of God out there. Look, I work for a free speech organization. <laughs> I have a major in philosophy. We can talk circles around any terminology. All oh you yeah, want. let's do it. I'm, yeah. I, I'm all. Yeah, I don't even know if I believe what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe what I'm talking about either anymore. I know I that's like, the best. See, we we established in the beginning yeah. that we were going to not be. Uh, behind anything we're about to say, and uh, it's all bullshit. It's bad for you. You know, it's like we met up at a mall in like eighth grade, <laughs> and I thought you wanted Annie Ann's, and you thought I wanted Orange Julius, and then we both kept talking past each other, and neither of us actually wanted either of those See, things, that's but we di- kept digging into the point that we decided was the fact. That's the difference between you and I: is that your metaphor is where we talk, where in my metaphor, <laughs> I don't even make eye contact because I am a very awkward shy like leave me alone like put your head down and keep walking like intimidated by everyone homeschooler like that's who i was so the person you see today would be like would almost hate the person like the person i was would hate me now because you're a little more socially adjusted a little i still say very weird things all the time (laughs) uh in very uh inappropriate times to say them that's usually my that's my go-to but uh yeah it, but the fact that i'm able to just say anything at all in my mind is super impressive 
Like, oh, I said some words. Sure, they were inappropriate words to be saying at the time, but I got to put myself That's out there. That's progress. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm I growing. I moved up the scale. I'm growing. Yeah. I put myself out there. Thriving. You know? Normally, I'd just be like, oh, God, and then just, like, scurry off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that face you made when you did that was so good. <laughs> just, just, I was so awkward. And... So, like, if a girl came up to you, oh, that in yeah. pub- the rare times that you were in public, because I assume it was limited, uh, <laughs> would you literally just shut down? Like and, some like, sort walk of away? celebrity. <laughs> yeah. The rare times you went out in public. <laughs> yeah, I would ne- never approach a, a, a girl who like was just around. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to say to them? Like, I was the girl at the mall that bought a giant fun shine bear from the Care Bear cast. What does that even mean? <laughs> you know, like a Care Bears? You yeah, Care I don't remember okay. Care Bears. Like a like, giant fun shine so bear. I'm the kind of girl who would just go buy a Care Bear. Oh, I wasn't finished with the sentence. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah, I was yeah. like, there's got to be more going me on here. And my nerd friend that I was mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. who has the kid that doesn't suck, uh, we would hold hands with said giant Care Bear and like skip through the mall. And just like talk to whoever we wanted to and like freak people out. See, I would resent you because you were had the the capacity to stand out like that. <laughs> but I do feel like there's something unique about both of us that is the same is that we at, at least at some points in our life we both didn't give a fuck about what people thought that were around us. I yeah, it was kind of a weird dynamic because I cared somewhat to a point where I just didn't want to be seen. You know what I mean? I was oh, too shy yeah. to be. I it, but once I put myself out there, I didn't care how you handled it. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was just me, just kind of like doing my thing or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know what something eventually broke at some point. I don't know when, but did I was, you fall? I think maybe even probably I was. Just, I did a yeah. lot of skateboarding as like my there it is my like uh, junior high to like to college throughout college. I did a lot of skateboarding because. You know, once you get to a certain age, you age out of public school or public sports. So there's like no yeah. like city sports I can participate in, but I still like wanted something physical to do. So skateboarding was easy. You could just all you needed was a skateboard, and you can go out and do it whenever. But I love being homeschooled because, and I, I've already touched on this before, but um, I love being homeschooled because I can do all my schoolwork in three days and then have four days to fuck off, like. And it wasn't until, like, I had to go to, like, I went to Tri-C, the community college in my area. Um, my sophomore year of high school was really when, like, I think I was kind of like my social awakening in a sense because a lot of those people were, like, cool. They were much older than me. Uh, they could buy cigarettes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. that was, like, huge to, like, homeschooled awkward Jeremy of them. Like, oh, like, they can play hacky sack with each other. Like I, I did that one time and I literally like, I got like two kicks in and I kicked it to somebody else and then it came back to me again oh. and it went on the ground and I just left. <laughs> you should have left before it came back no, to you. I, just no, went out high. Here's what know? I said. I was so socially, I go, I go, I guess I'm out now. And then, and then you just turn around and walk away. And I left. Oh my God. You know, what's funny. A few years later, I became very good friends with those people. No, like oh. that was the weirdest shit we've ever seen. I was going to say, you know what's funny is those guys are probably in a room filming a podcast right now talking about this weird guy. No, they're mostly the dead. <laughs> no, it's, and that, the sad part is that's true. I think only one of them is still alive and he lives in Columbus. 
Uh, well, that's basically like death. So that's why you shouldn't smoke cigarettes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was heroin that killed him. <laughs> oh, that was good. But the cigarettes were the gateway to heroin. The cigarettes were the gateway to heroin. <laughs> Man, I was such a nerd. I didn't touch any of that stuff in high school or even through most of college. Really? But my Painesville Township schools were the richer schools. Painesville City were like the inner, as much as it can be inner city in Painesville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said Painesville City schools had more drugs but it was like weed where Painesville Township schools had the like high end drugs like acid and Vicodin were being dealt in my school hell yeah so I I think I just missed my opportunity because I was not anything to anyone man I was I I probably did more drugs than you did in in like junior high and high school look I made up for it as an adult hell yeah yeah so did I cool yeah (laughs) For those drugs I thought I missed out on, I definitely yeah. did as I got older. But like, uh, Which I think is how all people should experience. I am, like, the most responsible drug user. Like, the first time I took acid, I, like, poured pitchers of water periodically throughout my house. So I was really worried about getting dehydrated. <laughs> and then I proceeded to throw up excessively because I overdrank Yeah, water. I was going to say, I was like, that somehow backfired. Yeah. Yeah, sorry if this isn't the content we're supposed to be. No, this is fantastic. In right now. <laughs> this is great. So you didn't, so what kind of, yeah, were you like a very straight lace? Like, oh, I, did you get straight A's and stuff like that? Yeah, I got a, I got straight A's. I had like a 4.2 GPA because I was in like those honors classes or whatever. But uh, I say that more because public school is a joke. Like I put zero effort into it. It was just regurgitating the bullshit that the teacher said. Um, I never did anything serious, and because I was such a good kid in school, my parents really trust me, which they should have in case they're listening. Uh, but I did. I would like go out. I would sneak out at night, and I'd go to parties, and I would have some some beer before I. Oh, so yeah, you yeah, you cut loose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but like I. You were in a total square. Smoked my first cigarette at like twenty in college, and then okay. I think weed was probably the same year. And then I didn't like it the first time, so then I didn't like touch it again until like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, now I love it. <laughs> no, I can't get Levi's enough. Levi's in Ohio, please. You're just Sick going, of driving to Michigan. <laughs> you can't wait to go home and chop up lines of marijuana. <laughs> yes, that's how you do it too. Yeah. I thought that was a me thing. No, I shoot it. <laughs> yeah, in I between like that. my, I shoot Snort it in between it. my toes. <laughs> I hate. I don't have an issue with a lot of things, but something about the, between the toes and the fingers always like really freaks me. Yeah, out. that is awful. It's, yeah, sorry to anyone who feels that that's their option. I was. I I smoked weed in high school and I drank in high school and I mean, but I was kind of in the same boat. Like my parents trusted me for some ungodly reason. They thought I was still this day. My parents think I was like the greatest kid ever. And like, I was just good at not getting caught. Yeah. You know, like I was just really good at like making sure that like, I covered up whatever stupid shit that I did. And then the few times that I did get caught with something, my parents were pretty chill about it at the time. Like, I think now they would actually be more strict than they were when I was growing up. You know, when I was growing up, they were kind of like very loosey goosey with their like belief system. Like, it's just like kind of you do you and whatever. I think it's kind of funny though, that my mom would try and set me up with kids that like, you know, she, I don't even know if my mom knew of any of my interests. 
Like she was just kind of that person. She was just kind of in her own little world. Was it like who she wanted to hang out with, and hopefully they had kids? Yeah, that and like, um, oh, I think the only thing she knew about me at the time was like, he's a boy and he wears glasses. That's all your mom. <laughs> Wait, wasn't she your teacher? Yeah, and but your she's just a very like in her own world type person. She wasn't yeah. mean. She wasn't malicious. She's a very sweet lady. She's a good person. She's genuinely a good person. I can't but wait. But she's just not day. a very like um observant. And I think she's starting to make up for it now as she's <laughs> older. She'll ask a ton of questions now. And I don't know how to handle it. So You're I like, just mom, you get two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, eventually I kind of get a little frustrated. I'm just like painstakingly answering because like I just I don't want to be mean because she's actually taking in an interest. But it's like why all of a sudden now, <laughs> you know, I think it was because they were shocked to find out that I was I was probably doing stand up for. Well, I got outed during the pandemic, really, that I did stand up. You because, got outed? It was a secret. I mean, not really. It's just that's when they found out, I guess. <laughs> but I didn't really talk about it ever. I don't really talk much around my parents. They are both big talkers. They both love talking. They're both big personalities. So when I'm around them, I'm pretty reserved. So I think they were kind of taken back by the fact that I was like out there public speaking, like my opinions and thoughts. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, well, if you ever shut up long enough for me to say something. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I wasn't very assertive. So like I just kind of let them talk because yeah. it was easier than having to chime in. Uh, that's probably another reason why they thought I was the greatest kid ever, because I never really said much. I just kind of listened to them talk, be like, oh, okay, and then go about my day, <laughs> like whether or not I even listened to them or at, did what they told me to do, because I would do that a lot. I still do that as an adult. Like, <laughs> I'll tell people, like, they're like, hey, I need you to do this thing, this thing, and this thing, and I go, okay, I hear you, and just not do it. <laughs> So you're both not talking and not listening. Yeah. It's not like you're a master listener. I'm like Tommy out there. Get. You ever see the movie Tommy with yeah. the, by the who? Not hearing, speaking, seeing nothing. I'm out. You also could go with the monkeys. It's like. more of like a non-cognizant type deal going on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm mostly saying that because I'm a man. Most men are just idiots and cognizance is not necessarily our our thing. We don't... We don't specialize in cognizance <laughs> as, as the male species, nor should we. As you know what I mean? We're hunter, we're hunter gatherers or whatever the fuck that means. Is that, is that a thing? That well, like... I think the women are the gatherers and the men are the hunters, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't learn about evolution in See, this is the, Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> but like, you know, this is kind of like who I am now is like sometimes I just... You're we'll just a gatherer. I like to talk, and I like to. I, for some reason, I like the sound of my own voice. And half the time, because your parents never let you talk. Yeah, and then the half the time, I'm not even listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Rambling aimlessly. Do you talk in your sleep? I'm sure of it. I don't know. I actually never asked my wife if I talk in my sleep. I've never actually really talked to my wife. Have you no, ever? I was just gonna <laughs> ask that. Damn it. We don't talk. <laughs> What's her uh, name? You don't know. Never it's, mind. Uh, Mrs. Greencard. That's her name. <laughs> Mrs. Greencard. <laughs> she sounds pretty. <laughs> she is. And she doesn't care for me. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure of it. Uh, I talk in my sleep. Like, I, I, there's no way. I, I think it. I find it hard to turn it off most of the time. How about yourself? Do you think you're a big talker? Uh, I've heard. I'm not sure. I believe it. I don't know. It's just weird to accept realities about yourself when you're in an unconscious state. I think you're a good. You're good as good. As good a talker as you are a good listener. Like. Oh, thank you. I've worked on listening over the years. It's an intentional skill I've built. That's a, that's a good skill to have. I think I think I'm good at listening. I I try to play it off as if like oh I'm not paying attention, but sometimes I'm just an asshole too. I'm just like I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'll tell you okay, but I'm not going to actually do anything about it. You're like it. I'd rather not tell you why I'm not going to do it, so I'm just going <laughs> to pretend I'm going to do it. <laughs> then we're all going to move. I'd on. rather have the conversation yeah. later. Yeah, when you're like, give me this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's usually, I'm trying to prolong the confrontation of having to be like, I don't want to do that. See, I think you would be like a better listener first, and then conversationalist came after because your mom just talked at you, it sounds like, and you didn't do much talking growing up. And what friends did you have? So, right, yeah. <laughs> so this is the radio. To me, I think listening became came before talking for you. Yeah, I, of course. Yeah, I was definitely I was definitely a big listener, especially then. Like, the thought of having to, like, talk was horrifying. And then the little talking I did do was never good. It was never, like, <laughs> I never said anything great. Like, I was just, like, oh, just so odd. Whatever it was, it was some sort of uh, word vomit of awkwardness. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but, like, my the way I think my mind works is that, like, you know the like uh, those wind tunnel things that like um, for like that show um, on Nickelodeon where they have like the wind tunnel and it's got all the papers that they grab at and they got to put it into a, a box. Oh yeah. So it's like that, but with words, and I'm just trying to grab those words and formulate a sentence. That's all I'm trying to do. Do you like see it in your head before you're able to verbalize Sim- it? Sometimes. Yeah, I get that. You have an you have an inner monologue. Always, nonstop. I've heard of people who say that they don't have one. And you know, that the internet is keeps insane. trying to tell us that. Yeah. They're like, 30% of people don't. I, I still haven't met one. Yeah, I don't so, think that is a real thing I either. I bullshit on that meme. I agree. I but, think there's probably some people. I don't know if it's like 30% or whatever wacky number they throw out there. And also, who are these scientists? And how do they know? Anyone could just say yes or no to that can question. Can you imagine the know. amount of money those people save, though, in like psychological bills <laughs> like it's just no monologue happening yeah. on the inside yeah no that's a really good point but do you think they're inherently like sociopathic because they don't have a monologue and they're not processing these things like does that just make you a sociopath not a psychopath um i don't think so i think that i don't even think they think that far into it i think that they're just harmless like uh shell of a human being who just is okay with not being perceptive on anything. It's like if somebody was like, oh, you have cancer, whether or not they really had it, they would just be like, oh, okay. See, that screams sociopath to me. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Just like the lack of emotional insight and thought. I don't know. Or I could also see a world where, like, Dolly Parton's like that because she's just perfect. Maybe it's just because she doesn't overthink things. No, Dolly Parton is a very... I don't know why I'm being defensive of her. I was like, you don't say that. I was about, say, I thought you don't say that about Jolly. That America agreed on is beloved. Well, I'm a big uh, 
So who do you think doesn't have, like, if you had to pick someone, who doesn't have an inner monologue? Because, like, I, sh- I genuinely am confused. I think the stat is blown Celebrity-wise, you're asking? Well, just something like accessible public, to the audience, Public you know? figure-wise? Uh, oh, God, that is good. That is a great question. Because I think it takes a certain, well, that's not true. It's got to be an actor of some sort. It's most certainly an actor. Like, it's not a musician. No, Jim Carrey was also a comedian who had to like write and curate his own material. It's got to be like a, a person that's never been like a writer on anything and has only ever acted. So they have really no personality of their own. And the only thing oh. that they're good at doing is what somebody else tells them to do. Chris Pratt. Yeah, I think he'd, you could make a good case for him. Uh, I'm, I, I'm so bad at celebrities. Who's the kid that plays Spider-Man as of late? Oh, the last one I know of is the Toby. Bl- the Toby, someone Toberman. Tom Holland. Who? Tom Holland. Is Tom the new Holland. One. I bet you he's more like that. He's a child. Is he? We're I don't getting know. old. I don't know. I just feel like he's a child. Well, um, then I'm like not. That. I'm not sorry for making fun of him. I'm dumbass ways. <laughs> or. Uh, <laughs> Or, or actually, you know what? Toby Maguire could make a great case. Toby Maguire, that's what I was thinking of. Toby Maguire could probably, uh, or um, uh, what's the kid from Third Rock from the Sun? Uh, he's got three Joseph names. Gordon Lovett. Joseph, yeah. Joseph Gordon Lovett. Lovett. That's what. And then if I were to pick a female, it would be the lady from Jessica Alba, or ooh, Jessica Alba's a good one. Or the girl from Ten Things I Hate About You. Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. I could see that. I think I think out of everyone you just said, Jessica Alba seems the most just like, give me a script and I read it and do it. JGL is into some like pretty hefty topics and he has like a show about like digging into some of these like big picture questions. I feel like there's more going on up there. All right, fair so enough. So I'm going to eliminate enough. him from the I don't contention. know anything about him. I know he did a celebrity roast once. I love me some JGL. I know he was on Third Rock from the Sun and I know he yeah. did a celebrity roast and I don't even remember which celebrity roast he did. I don't either. So. I just appreciate him as a little nugget in my life. <laughs> he is handsome. I'll give him that much. I know. He, and he's so tiny, too. He's like fun size. Is he tiny? I never really noticed. I think he's like 5'5 five, five or I something. I mean, everybody on TV is tiny. Yeah. I you think I mean? he tends to be shorter than the females. So he, I think, seems particular. But also the females in Hollywood are taller. So that makes him seem even smaller, even though he's not that small. It, the most, most of the people on my TV are like this big. That was so cheesy. See what I did? Yeah, yeah. See that was a homeschool joke right yeah, there. there you go. That was good. Um, my dad would be proud. He <laughs> loves a good dad joke. When I go see athletes, this big. <laughs> Depending on where you're. And then are. sometimes I pretend to squash them, like they're the moon. Do you ever put a hat on the corner of your screen, and whenever a headline's up with it, you take a drink? <laughs> yes, I have done that, and yes. that's why I had to go to rehab. Oh, <laughs> I'm up next then. Yeah, I'm too good at that game. Ooh. That's why I don't drink anymore. So you cause... got the drunk version of Mary Santora. <laughs> if I just clean my shit up, I'd be even better and more like her. No, comedy's a long game. That's what I hear. Seinfeld says if you can stick with it for over seven years, you can basically make it as a comic. Really? I think 
He said that on a podcast. Yeah, he said that. Unless you're homeschooled, then it's 10. Unless you're homeschooled, <laughs> then it's either 2 or 10. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you true. You one of two ways. One of two <laughs> yeah. ways, yeah. Depending on what spectrum, yeah. outside of the spectrum you're on. You know? Honestly, I'm ready for Greta Thurn- Thunberg. Thurn- Thurnberg. The Thorns. Yeah. <laughs> yo, Gretty, yo, Gretty Thorns. I'm ready for Greta to get up here and drop some stand-up comedy bombs on us. God, I think so she good. has so much potential. And She's like, this ecosystem, am I right, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> what <Cool>. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if she was homeschooled. She I don't even. I bet you she was. Yeah. She's, got a, she's got a homeschooler vibe for sure. Right? She's got that dead stare. <laughs> she's got that homeschooling dead stare. She looks like someone who would murder you if you put the wrong thing in the recycling bin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, maybe or, that's what this planet needs. Or it wasn't cage-free chicken you just served her. Oh, oh. the sin. <laughs> I just sent her to church with my neighbor. Wow. Why? Why your neighbor? Oh, because she's... It seemed a little inside for only you. <laughs> that was No, that was the friend I was talking about earlier. Oh, that. your friend was your neighbor? Yes. Oh, yeah. She was Man, like, you really didn't venture out much, I did you? I grew up in a cul-de-sac. Oh. Yeah. Sack know, life. We played kickball in the circle and all that good stuff. <laughs> <Circle>. <laughs> yeah, we were in a classy. I learned cul-de-sac later in life. We called it the circle. The end of the story. <laughs> circle. <laughs> we live in a circle. How we great is this? Yeah. How many people can say that? Yeah. We all live in a circle. Well, I really appreciate you doing this and uh, coming by. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram is my main platform, Molly Fratz, F-R-A-T-Z. But I'm also on Twitter occasionally when I feel like it, mostly to complain about American (laughs) Airlines and my travels. Uh, And then I guess Facebook, but that's only if you're 40 plus. Yeah, I'm on. I'm. I'm only pumping my Instagram lately because. Yeah, Instagram's really the place where I actually try. Yeah, so everything same. else is just a crapshoot. One Even day t- I might get on TikTok. I'm just honestly hoping the U.S. government bans it before I have to figure it out. That's what I'm hoping. Yes, like, fingers crossed. <laughs> I only have like the the energy to put into. That's exactly the yes. occasional thought on Twitter and then the occasional photo on Instagram. That's yes. really all I care to do. But you know. Content, content, content. It's the world we live in. Yeah. So and that's what we're doing here. We are on the same page. We're on creating some content as a couple of comedians. So if everyone could complain to Joe Biden and let him know we want TikTok <laughs> shut down so Jeremy and I could thrive more, yeah. that would be great. Or just not feel like we're failing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just not fail. Yeah. Feeling like I'm failing is is all I need. Yeah, that's all I don't I... need to thrive. <laughs> That's all I ever really ask for. So I don't feel like I'm failing. I could I can get away with a lot in life. I'd be fine with whatever. Yeah. But I every day it's just like, oh, I'm fucking up somewhere. I don't know how yet. But somewhere I'm failing. <laughs> well, some say, area of my life is getting fucked up. I'd say you didn't fail at this podcast. Oh, today. shucks. And if you shucks. really want to follow <laughs> this kind of train wreck, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Jeremy underscore Demery. That's G H E R A M Y underscore D E M E R Y. Yeah. Thank you so much again for coming by, Molly. And, thank you for having me. This was a blast. Uh, I. Have less respect for you now, but I you that didn't tracks. have you didn't have much walking through the door. So <laughs> perfect. I love when I'm a, only a little to burn because yeah. that's not a huge <laughs> yeah. loss, you know. Yeah, you actually you actually went yeah. into the plus column here. 
Perfect. So, goodbye, everybody. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. I like that. <laughs>